continue along with our weekly episode recaps of Ahsoka on Disney Plus, the newest Star Wars TV show. And we are up to episode five now. Tim Kelly joins me as he does each and every week. TK, I gotta say, I had no idea that we were gonna get so much Anakin, that we were gonna get so <laughs> much Aiden Christensen in this series. I knew we'd get a little bit. I knew we'd have a, mm-hmm. a flashback or two. There'd be a glimpse. There'd be something. But I had no idea we were going to get this much. At uh, part five that we watched right uh, recently was a lot of Ahsoka and Anakin. Most of the episode is the two of them like continuing their lessons between Master and and Padawan. Yeah, and I really enjoyed everything uh, with Anakin and Ahsoka. Uh, I mean, it was the core of the episode and all that stuff was really hitting for me. Some of the flashback stuff, again, you know, this is a a recurring theme. I mentioned uh, as as we watched this uh, this season, I feel I felt like I was missing out by not having seen like the 70 plus episodes of Of Rebels uh, Rebels and Clone Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it it, uh, piqued my interest in those things a little bit more and and gave and fleshed out uh, a little bit of my understanding of of those times. Mm -hmm. So I I really appreciated that. I I love the look of those moments. Uh, Those flashbacks were really well done. And Anakin uh, was really well appreciated in this episode when we were missing Ray Stevenson's presence. So yes. no Ray Stevenson, but a lot of Anakin to make up for it. And it was cool because what we have here is we have Ahsoka and Anakin in the world between worlds, which is a um kind of a place that's up for interpretation now. I like the the thought that new rock stars and some of the other recaps I was reading through mm-hmm. and watching and listening said that you know what it's a it's not a physical place, really, like that you turn left and you turn right and then you get there. It's more of a mental state. It almost right. reminds me of when we were talking about the uh, the MCU. It almost reminds me of like how we see the the different afterlifes. Yeah. Um, you know, in Moon Knight and in, in we, we see sort of different versions of what maybe heaven or purgatory or, um, you know, takes mm-hmm. on that. This, in, in a weird way, this also reminded me of, um, of, of Scrooge, of uh, A Christmas Carol, because you, you get to see Ahsoka kind of watching right. yeah, yeah, these yeah. memories of her life, <laughs> right? It's almost like she's going Christmas back past. and she's seeing these yeah. things. Yeah. Go, and, and, and I was like, wow, this does, but it's, it's different because she has these memories and, but she's like transported back into her child, like body, mm-hmm. but, but. She has the memories of grown-up Ahsoka as she's watching right. back. It's it's sort of fascinating the way they do it, but it, it works. It like it mm-hmm. you can you can feel it, and I, I think that by bringing in a younger Ahsoka, you really mm-hmm. sort of feel the chaos and the tension in all of uh, what she's been through. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really enjoyed all that stuff. Um, I, I think uh, Ahsoka. I didn't really know her character, you know, all that much going into this. And I saw a real transformation in this episode through those flashbacks. Uh, And, you know, like you said, her getting to bring, you know, the entirety of her life experiences back to those moments and kind of relive them. There was something really um, interesting about that. And I I, I love how you, you pointed out these it's sort of similar to the afterlife uh, experiences that we've seen in the Marvel uh, MCU, uh, and it's in, it brings a subjectivity to it, right? There's not, mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a straightforward thing. Like we don't even necessarily know that they were in the world between worlds. It, it might be just her experiencing something in a, her own mental state there, and it might be this psychological thing that she's going through uh, that she needed to kind of ascend to this next level. There's a lot of um, parallels between Gandalf, you know, going from Gandalf to gray to Gandalf mm-hmm. to white in this process here. Um, and it also kind of harkens back, in in my opinion, to uh, Empire Strikes Back and Luke's experience on yes. Dagobah and the vision he sees. It's a subjective thing. You know, I, th- I think he sees himself behind Darth Vader's mask. Um, did he really see himself? It was a vision. No, I, you know, I, I think that's up to, for interpretation. We we mix in the force and these supernatural 
uh, elements to the story. And, you know, anything is possible. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, it could just be something that's going on in the minds of our protagonists. A lot of the that light, dark symbolism throughout this episode, as you were pointing out, and it is it is really just kind of cool to see as, as the episode goes on and as Ahsoka continues to learn a couple lessons that she never learned and kind of finishes her training overall. Yeah. You see this like peace come over her, you know, at mm-hmm. the end of this episode, she's actually smiling for like the first time. And she look, she's even got this like youthful um, exuberance back that, that she had in the clone wars and in, in that show when her and Anakin were together going on all these different adventures. I think the last yeah. line um, or one of the lines that she says to Hu Yang at the end, he kind of says, you know, do you know where we're going? And, and, you know, or like, do you know that they're going to take us there? And she's like, no idea. We'll just see where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and Hu Yang yeah. goes, it could go anywhere. She goes, I know, but that's better than going nowhere. And she just kicks right. back and like folds her arm and she just, her arms over her, like crosses her arms and smiles. And I love it. Yeah. You know, it's it's just now everything is making sense. I had mm-hmm. I had read a, a critique after the second episode that some people were talking about how they maybe didn't like the portrayal of Ahsoka, that it was a little too mm-hmm. sullen and that she wasn't right, you know, and now it now we're it makes sense to all of us. We're seeing the layers unfold where they're mm-hmm. peeling back from the onion little by little, and we understand why she was that way. This was a yeah. a, a girl who had grown up through war and chaos and she loses her master she loses the people close to her she's not sure what to do the jedi who trained her she doesn't know if she should believe them her master turns and becomes one of the most evil people in the world she's a uh, a fascinating character and now we get to see her become the the real real master i think for mm-hmm. a lot of them, I think for her, she may not have really been able to get through to Sabine because she hadn't even had her training finished yet. That's a really good point. Yeah, uh, I think, uh, you know, again, I haven't seen these episodes, but I believe I saw a clip where she says, I am no Jedi and like a yep. face off uh, with Anakin earlier. on. so she's rejected her Jedi training and her Jedi training is incomplete um, up until this point. So, yeah, you would kind of have this kind of feeling like. Uh, you weren't really qualified to to be a Jedi Master and train, a, you know, a Padawan if if you were in that mental state. And at the same time, she's carrying around these this uh, burden of guilt about you know her experiences during you know fighting the Clone Wars, you know, and and people dying, you know, because of her at her, even at her hand. Uh, so she's carrying all this stuff, and then these the experiences that she goes through, you know, in this. Uh, you know, world between worlds with Anakin, you know, whether it's her mental state or some, you know, form of reality, uh, she's able to overcome that and un- unburden herself from that. And I think she achieves a level of enlightenment. And again, that brings, you know, a physical transformation of like, literally she's brighter clothing. She's wearing like mm-hmm. white, more, more white at the end of it. Uh, but she's also carrying herself in like a lighter way. And she's reminding me uh, of a little bit more of like a, like a Buddhist monk, you know, somebody who's just kind of jo- like the Dalai Lama. He's always smiling and he's just embracing the moment and going with the flow. That's kind of the essence of, of, uh, you know, of th- those personalities. So I, I feel like, yeah, she's becomes this, this kind of Buddhist monk version of uh Ahsoka, and there's going to be a little bit of a lightness and playfulness that comes along with that too. Now, which I, I think uh, the show could could really use. I completely agree, and we see this trope, this storyline in all sorts of content and media through the years, where you've got to go through the journey. Our main character does. You have mm-hmm. to face your fears. This is what mm-hmm. she's doing right here. She's she's yeah. facing her fear of her master, who was one of the closest people in the world to her became Darth Vader and, yeah. and how it sits with her, how she sort of feels like she, uh, she betrayed him. She couldn't help him. She, mm-hmm. you know, she, you, you gotta be, it, it, she's got a lot of the feel, the same feelings that Obi-Wan probably has right in a different sense. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I failed him. How come I couldn't help him? Um, I thought yeah. it was fascinating how Anakin mentions their legacy and again it's very like very logical in a sense like i learned from 
my dad and my mom who learned from their parents, right? And so you sort of take down what you learn from each of them all the way, or if it, even in a different sense, like a boss at work, and you learn from their mm -hmm. boss or a teacher, and they've learned from another teacher. And so all of a sudden, you get this lineage through, yeah. you know, uh, and you, you've, you pick up different things, you learn different tidbits than the person next to you might have, just based on who teaches it to you. And that, that's a fascinating it's very simple, but it's like a beautiful way of going through their chronology. And I think uh, Eric from New Rockstars went through it from Yoda to Dooku to Qui-Gon to Obi-Wan to Anakin to Ahsoka mm -hmm. to Sabine. That's where we are now, uh, yeah. all the way down, which was pretty cool. <laughs> um, and as we get into this episode, we actually didn't really even – we didn't get any Sabine in here, right? No Balin, no Sabine, no, no Elsbeth. We didn't get um, Shin, any of them. They are, they've already made their journey into hyperspace. Which I think, I, and I think that's a good thing that we got a complete break from them this episode. Because it really, it emphasizes that feeling of their separation and them, mm -hmm. they're far Thanks. away. We'll probably see them. We'll see them next episode. You know, it's only one I, thing, but it, it gave us a chance to really focus on, on um, you know, Ahsoka's inner story. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to go in this episode, but I wouldn't be shocked if we saw Thrawn in the next episode, like a little right. bit of him. Um, yeah. I'm not, again, I don't exactly know. We know Ezra and Thrawn will pop up at some point. There's going to be a movie mm -hmm. coming. Are they just going to kind of tease it at the end of this? Or will we get a couple episodes with the, mm -hmm. those main characters? I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. Yeah. We're riding on the Pergil right <laughs> here. We're Jonah in the whale. We're in the, the belly of the whale. As we light up and go to hyperspace, the whales charge up and they send Ahsoka and Huyang. Let's get into episode five, Shadow Warrior. And it's funny because the recap of this episode, it's very short, it's very simple, but it really does encompass what the episode is. Ahsoka confronts her past while Hera and her allies undertake a rescue mission. And that's where we start. We, um, we pick up right off the bat with the uh, Star Wars title screen, and we begin on a dark, dreary Setos. That sphere map has been broken in half, and inside of it, we see like a, like a mechanism, almost like the inside of a watch. It looks really cool. <laughs> it's like an old-school, like, um, pulleys and levers sort of device, and Hera and Captain Teva, Carson Teva, and a couple of the... New Republic pilots are now going to come to Setos to see if they can find anything about Ahsoka Sabine. Remember, they're sort of they're they're rogue right now. Fleet Command mm -hmm. has not given them the green light to do this. They feel like they're using too many resources to go find Ezra. So so Hera's got a couple of the pilots helping her on their own. Captain Teva, who's a good guy, we've uh, we've caught up with a few different times. And then mm -hmm. Jason, she brings her son with her. Initially, we thought last week we were talking about it's like, what are you doing bringing your son around there? Well, now I think we yeah. understand she's in a bind and she mm -hmm. she knows that her friends could be in serious trouble. Ezra, Sabine, now Ahsoka. And her son does have force powers. Her son is force sensitive and he has the ability to help her to maybe see things that other people can't see. So it does mm -hmm. make a little more sense now why she brought him. Is it the greatest thing more. to do? Is it is it safe <laughs> yeah. for a mom to bring your kid? No. Oh, yeah. But if you're backed into the corner, I guess, and you have no other uh, no other opportunities, mm -hmm. and you're trying to find your friends that you think may be dead, and the kid can help, I guess yeah. that I it, it doesn't make a little bit more sense. But still, for me, it's like I don't know, man. I <laughs> I ain't putting Milo out there. I ain't putting Milo out there, man. Right. I'm not doing it. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, there's a little motivational logic there, but yeah, not nearly enough. So Jason and Jason hears something and and Hera hears something and she goes to look and it's Huyang. Huyang is there and the sadness in his voice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this, yeah. this got me, man. He's holding Sabine's helmet. He found it there and he looks over at Hera. And he says, I told them to stay together, but they never listen. They <laughs> never listen. It's just so, so sad. It, the, you yeah. hear it in his voice as the Ahsoka title screen pops up. And th these are basically the, our locations that we'll be checking back in forth with 
throughout this episode now. We're here on CETOS where Hera and the rescue mission is looking for anything, any clues to give her the where to give them the whereabouts of Sabine, Ahsoka, anything at all, mm-hmm. because they they basically like vanish. They were there yeah. at CETOS. Now Ahsoka's not. Um they need to find out any information they can. But the main focus of this episode is between Anakin and Ahsoka in the world between worlds. They joke with each other, which is a nice, funny joke about the CGI um, right off the bat because um, Ahsoka tells Anakin, Anakin, you look the same. And uh, Anakin says, you look old. And then and they kind of smirk. <laughs> and uh, Great meta joke there. I don't know if that was intentional, yeah, but like right? the aging stuff. It, it like, is. That was, that's the one thing you're kind of thinking about right there. It, like, you're like, why does like, Anakin look said, younger than Ahsoka? Yeah. This doesn't make sense. Um, it, and I... I I want to point out too the the de aging in this I thought was really well done. It was last great. Week the, the the clip I saw last week I thought was like okay, but still looked a little CG. It just looked off to me. This episode I only felt that a few times, and I actually more so was almost taken out of it just thinking of how good it was. It was yeah, yeah. Uh, like kind of is unbelievable. This real? Oh, could they do a whole like Clone Wars series with Anakin now and de-age him? I'm mean, thinking, wait, nah, that'd be too much. I uh, probably couldn't afford to do it like on a massive scale. But wow, they really did it in this uh, this episode. Like they, they 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 nailed it. I think they did it maybe better than the Skywalker. Um, Completely from, agree. The yeah. flashback is the one when I noticed it because they make him look younger than the one that we're seeing now. Because the one in the <laughs> world between worlds is basically like. It's almost like Anakin right before he becomes Vader. Right. You know, this is like the last good piece of Anakin left is sort of where where we're seeing him now. When they have yeah. the flashbacks, we see him even younger than that. Yeah. And he looks great. He really that's does. Where, yeah. That's where it really got me. Like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, me too. that's where I started thinking about like, should I do a Clone Wars show with because him? Like uh, that, well, that makes sense. He looks exactly like the animated character version mm-hmm. of himself in the clone wars the way his hair is the way that the armor that they have yeah. on him it's it's like goosebumps Spot that on. they they yeah. made it that good um he tells ahsoka you lost a fight <laughs> she says i don't remember he said trust me you lost and she's oh <laughs> balin scroll so you do remember and yeah. so a little, little funny back and forth between the two of them and anakin says well that's good because it means you still have a chance huh to live he tells her i'm here to finish your training and she says it's a little late for that one is never too old to learn snips <laughs> i just love what he calls her snips or it's he you can you almost hear him talking like it's like an ob1 voice that he has it's like he talks in his master voice you know feels <laughs> like he has to play master for a minute and yeah. he ignites his lightsaber and she asks what's the lesson live or die and he's ready to go she tells him i won't fight you master and he says i've heard that before which is really cool luke Mm -hmm. told him uh, that um so just these little things that he says this could be a very if they did this wrong it could have come off super convoluted or really kind of tricky because we could have been playing this mental math like Wait, did Anakin know this? What would would he have had that memory if this was Vader? You know, like you start doing, but right. I, 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 I didn't think of any of that. Like it was so well done, it just made made mm-hmm. a lot of sense to me. And the two do battle, and I thought the lightsaber action through this episode between the two of them was excellent. Uh, yeah. It was really good. It was strong. And towards the end of their battle, we see like real aggressive. Like how someone would use a lightsaber trying to kill mm-hmm. someone. It just looked like really intense. Yeah, I had that thought as I, as I was watching it that Hayden Christensen's probably the best lightsaber duelist of mm-hmm. any actor out there. And yeah. it's because he's had all that foundation of, of training for those three movies. I mean, yep. nobody can match that. Maybe, maybe, um, uh, Obi-Wan, you and McGregor could match that, but I, I gotta think Hayden Christensen, that's gotta be something that he has up his sleeve that can kind of like dangle in front of 
uh, Lucasfilm and say, yeah, hey, you know, I'm the guy to bring back. I mean, let's do a Darth Vader series, like a prime Darth Vader series. Like, I, I'm, I'm the guy for this. Uh, and I think that he's made that pretty clear. Uh, if they want to go that route, like they've got a guy ready to go for it. He has really and it. I don't even like saying it like this because it wasn't his fault. He didn't really do anything, but he just has mm. redeemed himself from those first right. few movies like this character in particular has because yeah. it wasn't his fault. It was a he was he was given direction and he played a character a certain way. And that's the way that a a brooding mm-hmm. teen probably was going to act. And it just was a, it was a hard character to like love yeah. at that point. Right. It was with such a mixed emotions because yeah. we we know that he's going to grow up to be this badass, but he's like in love and he's struggling and he's going through adolescence yeah. and it's not fun. You know, um, I mean, th- Natalie Portman, her reputation took a hit. Uh, yeah. And her she's act, fantastic. Her, like she's uh, amazing. And, yeah. in, in Think about everything. that. So, so that that'll tell you right there. No, nobody who got bad rap from those prequels really deserved it. If you think no. about that, we, we've talked about that with Ahmet best. We've talked about it with, with Hayden Christensen. Um, the kid, I forget his name. Uh, what is his name? Jake. The, the, the kid who played Jake yep. Lloyd, I think his name yep. was, yep. Uh, went through some really intense bullying as a kid. Never deserved that. I mean, dream come true to play that role. And then got, ends up being a kind of a nightmare. That's, that's, uh, and, a horrible twist of fate, uh, but I'm glad to see time kind of correcting some of these things. Now, on Cetos, Hera, and the New Republic pilots, Jason, Huyang, Chopper, they're looking for anything they can, any clues at all for Ahsoka, Sabine's whereabouts. And Carson Tava lets them know that Senator Organa says she can only give us cover for so long. Leia gets a shout out here. That's cool. <laughs> Member berries. Um, Hopefully we see her. Yeah, I'd, I think I'd we love to see Leia. Just Prime a, Leia. She would her for just a small clip is fine, right? Mm-hmm. Like just a tiny oh. clip of her in something like it, giving someone in like instructions or you know something like that would be perfect. Like just a little little um, cameo from her. Would give us the those member berries, yeah. Would give us the feels. I'll, I'll take it a step further and say I would love a recast uh, Leia. I would too. Uh, with her younger, daughter, right? Yeah. Her daughter kind of has a resemblance and has uh, been in the Star Wars universe. I think she's in the the sequel trilogy. Uh, I'm blanking on her name, forgive me. Uh, but I think she'd be a great choice for it. Uh, Billy Lord, I want to say her name is. Um, but yeah, she would be a great choice for it. And then I've always been uh, for. Sebastian Stan uh, as oh, Luke yeah, Skywalker. Man. I think they could do that in an instant, and it would, it would be so perfect. And people uh, already right want to get behind it, and so they would get behind it because that's already been a thing. Like the fans would immediately just accept it. Yeah, and we already have a young Han Solo and uh, a young Lando. I mean, we got to get those people all together. I, I think all together. The fact that they didn't do that in the sequel trilogy—that's one of the big, big uh, complaints that. Uh, you know, about Disney Star Wars that I think is just dead on the money. That was like, it's it, almost unforgivable that they had the opportunity to do that, get those characters back together. And they were literally never on screen together all, all, all at the same time in those sequel. It, it, it boggles the mind what a wasted opportunity that was. So Jason tells his mom, mom, there's something in the water. He can feel something. He can sense something. There's something out there. She says, no, Chopper and the droids are scanning. They would have picked it up. She says, no, Mom, listen. What are we listening for, Hera asks Jason. The lightsabers. He can hear Ahsoka and Anakin battling in the world between worlds. He's that in touch with the Force. And So is he psychic? Yeah. He, it, yeah, like what? it's unclear exactly, you know, the mechanics of his, his power set here. But uh, it's intriguing. Definitely intriguing. And um, as he tells his mom, she looks, she readies the troops to go do another uh, search for uh, Ahsoka. And I thought this moment was funny when um, Captain Tavis, he gets orders from Hera and he, he asks, you know, what, what am I missing? What happened? And Huyang just very matter-of-factly says, Jason has abilities. Uh, his father, Kanan uh, Jarrus, was a Jedi. And Carson looks for a second like he's about to like, oh, my God, right. really? 
And then he goes, oh, okay, let's do it. We got to get everyone. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. I just, he's there's just a, like a good little, soldier, yeah. you know? A little bit of an eye roll in there with that. Like, I feel like, you know, the force For is sure. still kind of this, like, hokey kind of thing to them. I mean, it's, it's kind of like Han, Han Solo's reaction uh, to the force when they first bring it up around mm-hmm. him uh, in A New Hope. Um, but, yeah, uh, if I can make one nitpick about this episode, uh, the stuff – you know, with these characters from this point on is boring and we could cut it all out. We could it's literally very not, unnecessary. Go back, yeah. could not go back there until they're literally pulling Ahsoka out. Like we could just go stay with Ahsoka and, and Anakin for the rest of their episode with the flashbacks and stuff, and then not see anything that's going on with Hera and this search crew until they're literally pull, pulling Ahsoka out of the water. That would make for, just as compelling of a story we wouldn't be missing really anything 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 because um, the only thing that's all, all really important, important stuff we just we just did it like the you know yep. him hearing the lightsabers right all right that's, that's and, basically it and then w- the only other really important thing for the this group of people is once they <laughs> got ahsoka and they have to go against the the command right. fleet right that's really it because exactly. then we see them disobeying their orders but until then it's just like checking in with them and they've mm-hmm. made no progress. Or like checking in yep. with them and they're looping again. Have you found Ahsoka? Nope, we're doing another circle. I do feel like there was, there might've been more here that was cut out, probably because of what mm. you said even. Like it, they may even have been like, we really don't need a lot of this. It just doesn't yeah. feel like the the gist of this episode is the Ahsoka Anakin stuff. Really, yeah, you know? And, and you're like, you're, that stuff feels so heavy and so much weight in it that, like, when you flash back to the other part, you're so right. It just, like, the stakes are really lowered and it doesn't feel, yeah. um, it, it doesn't feel quite as important. Like, we so know we, they're searching. And uh, so all we need to know from that point on is, like, that they eventually find, you know, like, they yeah. can come back to the point when they find her. So, you know, it is what it is. Back to Ahsoka and Anakin. They are locked in battle. They've got a, a stalemate here. And Ahsoka says to him with a smirk, looks like you don't have much left uh, to offer. And he, Anakin says, I haven't taught you everything yet. And he cuts the platform that she's standing on. He kind of slices it. And she falls down almost like she's fallen through a rabbit hole. Yeah. And she gets up and we see this pink hue, a cloud of smoke. And it's a young Ahsoka in the mm-hmm. middle of the Clone Wars. Yeah. And a much younger Anakin with his animated Clone Wars look. I mentioned earlier, it was reminiscent of a Christmas carol. Like you're seeing her yeah. watch her, her old like ghost of Christmas past. She's getting to the, mm-hmm. she goes to the early part of her life and sees some of the things that shaped her. And then after this, Tim, we're going to go to another later in her life and we see the growth. Here she's this terrified child, scared. What's going on? There's chaos all over. There's shooting all over. People are dying all over. And she doesn't know what to do. She's not comfortable. She even asks, what is this? This is one of our first missions. This is the Clone War. I don't understand. It's fascinating, too, that her and Anakin can talk to each other while they're, (laughs) like, watching this memory. You know? um, Yeah. It's it's different. It's like a different play on flashbacks than we've seen in other movies before. It felt a little bit different to me. Yeah, yeah, because they, they. It's like I don't know if they can change. It seems like they're participating in it, but they're at the same time removed from it. Yeah, so like they can't change it, but they have the mm-hmm. memories of what's happened later in mm-hmm. life. And and this is something that was pointed out great that uh, Eric from New Rockstar said. You know, when you have a memory. It's not mm-hmm. ever really what happened. It's shaped by what's happened after that. And that's how you remember yeah. something by what happened next. Was it something better or worse? You're going to remember that in a more positive or negative light. And for Ahsoka, yeah. this young like death all over, she holds the hands of one of mm-hmm. these soldiers who's on the battlefield. And she she doesn't like understand. Um, she's in tears. It's it is pretty moving to see this young girl out there and how scared she just mm-hmm. looks yeah yeah and i think that that soldier or at least one of them is uh captain rex uh yep, the bad who batch. is a you know long-standing uh character played by uh tamora morrison who plays you know obviously boba fett and all the clones uh in star wars um and then you got young uh ahsoka played by ariana greenblatt who uh she's been 
she was young Gamora mm-hmm. uh, in Endgame and uh, maybe Infinity War. I'm not sure one one or the other. Um, and uh, most recently in Barbie too. So she's having a hot little uh, career there. So. <laughs> no. Not not bad for uh, this this point of your life already. Some, yeah, some great some, IPs to be a part like of. Billion dollar movies and, and uh, <laughs> she's in the MCU uh, and the Star Wars universe and in Barbie. Wild. Right off, right off, off to the a bat. good start. Quite the resume. <laughs> so Anakin has to prepare this young girl for battle. Um, she's devastated because she actually got some of these soldiers killed. They followed one of her orders. And she led them down a wrong uh, a wrong way, and and Anakin's trying to console her. This is war, Ahsoka. As a Jedi, it's our job to lead. That doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. She's so bothered by this, though. Our mistakes cost lives. Doesn't that bother you? Of course it does. But we must adjust to the times. When Obi Wan taught me, we were keepers of the peace. Shout out uh, Samuel L. Jackson. But now to win this war. Mm-hmm. I have to teach you to be a soldier. She asks, is that all I'll have to teach my own Padawan one day? How to fight? And Anakin's trying to, to make light of the situation. And this is something that a lot of people do when they get uncomfortable with, with tension, with tough moments. Like people make jokes. They make um, they try to be a comedian at this point. And Anakin's saying, Do you even want a Padawan? You know, teaching's not all it's cracked up to be. She's like, What? Why did you say that? He's just trying to joke with her, but she doesn't yeah. even want to hear the jokes right now. Like she's, she's really distraught by what's happening. Yeah, not not a fan of the gallows humor, I guess. No, is Ahsoka. No, and she even says, you know, I'd prefer if you were more serious. So he does get serious. Listen, I'm teaching you how to lead, how to survive, and you're and and to do that, you're going to have to fight. And she asks, what if I want to stop fighting? Then you'll die. Part of the lesson that he's teaching. And Anakin walks towards the fire. They're literally on the battleground here. And there's explosion everywhere. And as he does, Ahsoka, young Ahsoka, looks in terror. Because Anakin, like, flashes between himself and Vader as he walks off. It's a really cool look. Like, little transition there. And you even see it in the, the, the color of the lightsaber, too. It's like mm-hmm. a flash, and you see Darth, Darth Vader walking, and then another flash, and then there's Anakin. It's yeah. cool, cool stuff. Yeah, they, they repeated that uh, twice in the episode. I, I thought it was really well done. I think the first time here, he's walking away from camera, and the second time, if I'm not mistaken, he's coming yes. to camera. Yes. Uh, which is a, a really cool way that they did that. And I, I love any time they foreshadow uh, the, the Vader, you know, coming from Anakin. I mean, it's been done all the way back to Phantom Menace, really. Uh, so it, it's nice to see here. And they always find uh, clever ways to do it. What, what they do, which I think is really cool, too, is there's this there's a coloring in Anakin's face where mm-hmm. where you see him like the evil Anakin. It's like the dark right. like side of the force energy has taken yeah, over yeah, him yeah. before he's Vader because he hasn't had the accident yet. But there, that mm-hmm. was a small time period, right, where he was taken yeah. over, but not like yet. A sickly pallor to, to his face. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see it in like his color in his face, mm-hmm. and then like as the lessons are learned, he becomes more and more himself again. Like even the the coloring in him gets back. Mm-hmm. It's just really little small things I think are well done. We oh, check I feel in. Like, I feel ahead. like uh, uh, just interject real quick. He's. Uh, the representation of Anakin in this world between worlds and throughout this episode, from my perspective, it's this balanced Anakin. It's Anakin that's like yes. like wholly balanced. And so throughout the episode, he can actually shift back and to forth. different aspects back and forth. Like he can yeah. go full dark to show that side and, and teach part of the lesson that's necessary to show that side uh to achieve uh and, but then he can come back because it's all about like you know this balanced lesson and and the the gift or or the lesson he's trying to impart to ahsoka is to leave her with that balance and i think that's what she finds uh in the in the end that enlightenment is you know achieving a sense of balance as we check back in on Cetos with hera with huyang jason Carton teva we don't, as you pointed out, we don't really get much. We just get Hu Yang 
explaining a little bit about Anakin. He tells Hera what Ahsoka's master was like. Intense. That's <laughs> the word he uses to describe. And then Jason calls to his mom. Um, he basically can get a better read on where Ahsoka is now. So he directs his mom and Captain Tava. They go out for another sweep to see if they can find Ahsoka. As you pointed out, just not necessary even to really check back. They could yeah. have done this all at once. They could have had yeah. him find the coordinates and had it be once, like you said, and then that was really it. Yeah. We don't even need the process. We just need to know no, that they were looking and that they eventually found him. Like, and that Jason it, has the force power, and that's it. Yeah. Like, that, those that are helped, small that things. That helps lead them there. That's all you really need. <laughs> like, yeah, just to check everything those else falls boxes. into place. We cut back to Ahsoka now in the war zone, but this is an older Ahsoka. She's like a teen, and she's not scared anymore. She is fighting. She is slashing. She has got both of her lightsabers out there. We see her more with uh, Commander Rex from the Bad Batch. She, mm-hmm. um, She's in the battle now, but Anakin says, I don't know this battle. He actually wasn't present there. This was the Siege of Mandalore. They had already split mm-hmm. up. And you can even tell that she's like angrier here, right? You can see it in there that like she doesn't have that. Maybe she doesn't have her master around anymore, but she's skilled, no doubt about it. And she is a warrior at this point. Anakin tells her, I trained you, you're a warrior. And within you, you will be everything I am. All the knowledge I possess, just as I inherited knowledge from my master and he from his, you're part of a legacy. And she angrily says, but my part of the legacy is one of death and war. He corrects her, but you're more than that because I'm more than that. And they're having these conversations now that she never got to have with him. You're not just Mm -hmm. Vader. You're not just this evil guy. You were more than that. You were my master. You taught me. You were more Mm -hmm. Anakin, but more powerful and dangerous than anyone realized. And Mm -hmm. Then Anakin says, is that what this is about? That these deep-rooted issues between the two of them, the master-Padawan relationship, what happened at the end of it, how Ahsoka feels like she let him down. Maybe she let the world down, everyone down by not mm-hmm. doing more. And now he gets aggressive. He gets that dark look running through him. You've learned nothing. Back to the beginning. I gave you a choice, live or die. And he aggressively goes after Ahsoka. He kicks her and she flies back into the world between worlds. Now they're back on this platform again. They're they're not on the battlefield in Mandalore or in the Clone Wars, back here in the world between worlds, fighting, struggling. The lightsabers are locked and Anakin mm-hmm. now is He's looking like that Vader with the dark side of the force running through him. And as they get closer and closer, Ahsoka throws down her lightsaber. She says, I choose to live. And Anakin kind of circles her and he he smiles. He says, there's hope for you yet. And it was basically like her needing to learn this last lesson she needed to get some closure of what happened with herself and with Anakin in able in order to move on this is something that people say a lot in relationships right if you go through if you go to therapy sometimes they say you got to like deal with this issue before you can move on to the next one you've got to get to the roots of it and that's what she's doing here she gets back to the roots of the issues she had with Anakin who becomes Vader and one of my favorite things in all of Star Wars is just I want to get a compilation clip of different characters saying the name Anakin. I just love it. They all say it in a different way. Anakin, 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 run, Anakin. You're like, it's just, oh my God, Obi-Wan. So I want everyone saying Anakin in a different way. She's Anakin. That'd be a great super cut. Right? Yeah. And she submerges through water. It's almost like she's coming back to life here. Like her spirit is almost coming back Mm -hmm. into her body. And, And she is saved by the new Republic pilots. They pull her up out of the water. And as they pick her up onto the ship, she sort of opens her eyes for a minute. She says, Anakin, Anakin. And then she falls asleep for a while. It does take her physically 
one rotation is what Hu Yang says to get back <laughs> to her. Cool. Right. And uh, one day, yeah. <laughs> we see we see her actually like sleeping. I know people were talking about how we got to see like her hairline different, a little yeah. bit a different no look. Headband. Yeah, yeah. Not without the headband on. Um I I gotta say though, just overall, and mm-hmm. this isn't us I'm not breaking uh I'm not breaking any news here. Just Rosario Dawson is just so fantastic. You almost forget because yeah. she's so good. It just there's mm-hmm. everything she's in is so good. And I keep thinking about Daredevil with her, you know, yeah. another one who's in the great worlds of the Star Wars world and the MCU. Yeah. And uh she's even in uh, the Kevin Smith View a Skew universe, I think it's called. You're right. Yeah. Uh, which was one of the first shared universes in cinematic history. You're right. Oh, great point on that. Um so Chopper and Huyang, welcome back. Ahsoka, she wakes up and Huyang tells her that Jason basically helped to find them. And he lets her know that they have not found Sabine. And Huyang hands Ahsoka a piece of the sphere map. So Ahsoka now grabs this. She's trying to find anything out she can about Sabine, Ahsoka leaves the ship. She gives Jason a big hug. She thanks him for uh, for helping finding her. And he tells her, I heard you fighting with lightsabers. So she now has an idea of Jason's powers and how force sensitive he is. So Ahsoka uses the force herself. Um, I I did like this moment where uh, Hera plays the mom. And when when you're a parent and you don't want your kid to hear Mm -hmm. something, you you say, hey, why don't you go play with that over there? You know, and then, like, the kids are like, no, no. And then Hu Yang, uh, they got to raise the stakes a little bit. You've never been on a Jedi starship? What? Okay, okay. (laughs) And then he runs off. um, And Ahsoka asks Hu Yang, okay, where is Sabine? Um, Hera hands Sabine's helmet. And so Ahsoka takes the helmet she takes the map and she's just trying to grab these these artifacts and use the force. She's trying to find any memories that she can from them. And she's able to tap into a memory. She closes her eyes. She uses the force. And basically where she was standing is where Balin Scroll and Sabine had their interaction where he took the map from her. And she can she can see and, and hear all of this happen. So she's able to tap into the force and she tells Hera they took her with him. She is alive. She was when she left Setos. We have to go after her. Soka says, well, it's not that simple. And now as they're just trying to go find their friends, fleet command's about to get in the way because the new Republic has told them not to do this. They're going against orders. So what do you got to do? You got to try to, uh, you got to try to throw the fleet command off your scent. Right, you got to <laughs> distract him a little bit here. Um, Mon Mothma not coming off good in this series, huh? Mon, come on, Mon. Mon Mothma <laughs> tells Hera and Carson, "You don't have Elsbeth in company. You don't have any evidence of Grand Admiral Thrawn's return. There's nothing I can do for you. You and Ahsoka Tano, you need to return to Coruscant with the fleet." And the Senate Oversight Committee, they're going to determine if your command should be permanently suspended. You're going to need her testimony to help you. I'm sorry. Mon Mothma tells Hera she's in trouble. They're maybe going to take her, uh, her title away. She's disobeyed orders. They think she's going rogue. They feel like she's just trying to find her friend Ezra, that she doesn't really have any evidence for doing this. Um, so they're, they're cracking down on her. And she knows yeah. she doesn't really have much of a choice, but at this point, she's all in. Like she, she's just <laughs> wanting to find her friends here. She's not. She understands that fleet command is it's too bureaucratic, right? Yeah. It's just that's what it's come down to. Yeah, she's got to be uh, a little bit more Jack Bauer in this situation. I think that's <laughs> what's going on here. Exactly. She's, she's above the law. <laughs> like, exactly. She's played it the entire series. Uh, almost to the detriment, maybe, of the story. I, I think it's almost a little bit uh, implausible that, like, at every single turn, she's, like, thwarted disobey. by her, her comrades yeah. and she has or, to yeah, disobey. Yeah. And, like, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's this weird dynamic where it's like, what? what pull do you actually have as a general? Because it seems like you're just getting, like, st- like red tape before anything you try to do. 
So Ahsoka has a plan, and as the New Republic pilots head off from Setos, we have Ahsoka and Huyang together. We have Jason with his mom, Hera. They're in the Ghost. And the two of them in their separate ships fly up into the Purgle. We, we, Ahsoka is able to see a big, big wave of Purgle flying through the sky. And she, that's when she creates her plan. So as her and Hu Yang are flying, Hu Yang points out one of the larger Purgle. And it's fascinating what they do. They fly right up over to the big hyperspace whale. Ahsoka loves walking around on her ship. She gets out, she's walking on the wing, and she goes as close as she can to the Purgle, and she uses the Force to connect with him. She gets inside the Purgle's mind. We saw Ezra do this throughout Rebels, and and instead of thinking of the, of the Purgle as a nuisance, these beings help our good guys. They become allies, basically, as they connect together— and Ahsoka basically asked these big whales, hey, can we can we hit a ride? Can we hop aboard yeah. and, uh, and get a ride? The whale, the Purgle, opens its huge mouth. Yeah. And, and I love uh, Ahsoka says, uh, hey, get in there. Move us in. And she's just smiling at this point. Like, she's just really, whatever she connected with, you, it almost feels like, like there was... Getting inside the mind of that purgle gave her this ease, this happiness. And mm-hmm. it, I, I loved it because she comes back in and she's just sitting there next to Huyang. And he's asking questions. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. No idea. <laughs> like, let's see where it goes. And she's wearing all white and she's smiling. And there's just like a piece to her that we haven't yeah. seen before. Uh, yeah, I, I really like this. It, it could be a little bit. Uh, a little cheesy, corny. right? A little oh, yeah. cheesy, but honestly, I, I love it. I need somebody to make the, a meme. Uh, you know that predator uh, meme where they're doing the epic handshake, the two two arms like come yes. together in the middle. You put on the one side Avatar, on the other side Star Wars, and in the middle it's just uh, Disney sci-fi with space whales. Space like, whales we're coming together over space whales. Venn diagram. Twenty twenty-three. <laughs> yes, I swear, like, it's it's a beautiful. Uh, Marriage. I, I didn't know I was missing space whales in my life until uh, 2022 when I saw Avatar Way of the Water. How have uh, we even lived our, our lives before Purgle. space whales, TK? We, we That's what I would have every, every sci-fi IP needs space whales. Let's just put it out there. More space whales. Now, uh, Hera and Captain Teva, they're not really sure of Ahsoka's plan here. They don't know if this is going to work. And they've got to buy a little time for Ahsoka with Fleet Command. Because Fleet Command's coming right after them. And they ask Carson Teva, hey, General, we like, what's going on? What are you doing? And he's like, uh, nothing. Just stand down. He's just so blatantly trying to, like, distract them and, and trying to just buy a little yeah. bit of time for Ahsoka. He, uh, he's alerted by, by Hera. Just keep them away from the Purgle. We need to give Ahsoka some time to get her plan in action. Do your best to just keep the fleet command away from the Purgle. He's trying everything he can. This is Captain Teva. Um, He says, oh, this is classified information. Uh, You're going to have to halt your approach to the planet until I receive confirmation that the general has completed her mission. So he's telling command like he's like he's in charge. And they're like, what? What are you? What are you talking about? There's no mission. No, I, uh, we're on the same side here, you know. And uh, Fleet Command says, "Tell us what Ahsoka Tano and Sindula are up to, and perhaps we can help." And Teva says, uh, "The best way you can help is to maintain your distance, and until I can confirm <laughs> that she's completed her mission." Um, and they're getting impatient. They uh, they'd arm the tractor beam. One last chance, Captain Teva. Explain the nature of this mission or you will be stripped of your rank for resisting a direct order. He says, okay, <laughs> but you're not going to believe me. <laughs> and, and he actually does tell them. I wasn't sure what he was going to do here, but it, it is pretty funny. And, and you hear him just at the end. Yep, correct. The whales will transport her and the ship 
or at least that's the plan. Uh, so nobody's really sure if this plan is going to work, but I think there is a like a blind trust and faith in Ahsoka that they have, um, mm-hmm. where they are like Hera trusts her, Gen- uh, Captain Tava trusts her, and even Fleet Command at this point. I don't think they like the fact that they've they've been backed into a corner here. But once mm-hmm. they realize that there is a plan in action, they do sort of back off a little yeah. bit, right? They kind of let they let Ahsoka go along with her plan. So it it is right. it's like a little like a comedy of errors here. It's it's very like like a like in a like you would see in a comedy movie. They're just trying to buy a little time for their main character yeah. and. It is. It's really cool, man. It's just fascinating to see the Purgle there, and we can see how we, we're basically seeing how fascinating these space whales are through the eyes of the other characters. How fascinated mm-hmm. they are to see them, like the X-wing yeah. pilots and even Fleet Command when they're up, and the Purgle are all flying right around them. They just look mesmerized. <laughs> And I guess that's uh, consistent with, you know, when, when we see whales out in the wild, that's that's usually mm-hmm. people's yeah. reaction, especially right. if you're like on a small boat or something like that. And you know, whales come up real close to you. That might be a, that's a pretty rare experience. But uh, from my understanding, that's that's the that's the reaction that 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 experience would evoke uh, is just wonder and astonishment, you know, that the, the, the scale of the thing and the, the beauty of it and um yeah, I think there's just something cool about whales. I don't know. I think that's, no, you're James right. Cameron Dolphins, whales. Like Dave Filoni knows it. Uh, but yeah, there, there's just something cool about whales, and they 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 wanted to put that into these stories. They've tapped into it. They really have. Yeah. As Jason and his mom, Hera, they watch Ahsoka get out onto the wing of the ship, and she connects with one of the Purgle. He says, Mom, is she really going to talk to them? It's just like the stories you told me. How the whales took Ezra and the bad guys far, far away. And they saved us. And he asked, now they'll take Ahsoka to where Ezra is? That's the hope, kiddo. Um, I even like the the comedy between Ahsoka and Huyang. Um, he's like, get in the ship. Get in here. What are you doing out there? He's like scared for her. <laughs> and she's very, she's very calm. She's in a great mental state right now. She's connected with these Pergil. And we see... The fleet command, the New Republic pilots, they're watching as the Pergil swim around them. But you can sense as the Pergil are getting ready to jump to hyperspace, you can sort of see their, like, tails powering up. The blue, like, kinetic energy getting ready. And Hera lets Ahsoka know. Looks like they're getting ready to jump. Ahsoka calms Hera down and says, you know, I'm sorry you can't make the trip, but I will find them. I promise. Um, Hera makes a joke about Jason being too young to travel between galaxies. And the last line of the episode, Hera tells Ahsoka, may the force be with you. And the Pergil power up. They jump into hyperspace with Ahsoka and Huyang in in their mouth. And they are on the way to get Sabine, hopefully, to find Ezra, to find Thrawn. It was (laughs) A great episode. I loved it. It just felt so quick. Yeah. And it wasn't a quick episode, but mm-hmm. there, the action, you were constantly moving forward, except for the little cuts back to Cetos. But the, the mm-hmm. stuff with Ahsoka throughout and Anakin, like her character journey is has been great in these five episodes. And like you feel you're into it. The slow build that they did in episodes one, two, and three now is is really impacting the stakes of this and how important Ahsoka mm-hmm. and Sabine and their relationship are and the stuff that we've seen uh, Ahsoka get through. I think they've done a really good job right now. And after episode five with three episodes left, mm-hmm. it just feels like we're in a really good place. Like we know where we're going. We know yeah. what Ahsoka's trying to do. We know that we've got some big character reveals coming up. Like I'm very excited for the next couple episodes and how they decide to put a bow on it. It's not yeah. going to ever be over because we know there's going to be another movie and more content. Are we going to get a season two of this show? You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. But, man, I again, another episode where I, I like feeling this way more than we felt in a couple of those Secret Invasion episodes. I'll tell you that. This just oh, feels yeah. so fun. 
And yeah. again, Galaxies like he's apart from that. Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. Hayden Christensen, shout to you because you fantastic job with this episode, and I'm mm-hmm. glad he's getting he's getting pro- some positive feelings and some positive energy about Star Wars after what was probably man, you were hitting on it. What is what a struggle or what a a difficult feeling that must be for some of those actors where you feel like this is about to be your big yeah. moment, your big break, and then it's like the opposite. You're just getting yeah. maligned and picked on and bullied to the point where you wish you wouldn't even have done it. Yeah, and it's so high profile. It's just one of those things. I mean, we see a lot of it now uh, in the social media age, you yeah. know, where people trying to do something and they end up, you know, a blooper that uh, goes viral. Uh, it can happen in a million different ways uh, now nowadays. So, um, they're, they're, uh, at least they have company, I guess, going through that. And, uh, you know, every, every, they used to say everyone will have their 15 minutes of, of fame. You know, maybe it's true that we'll all have our, you know, 15 minutes of, uh, infamy as well. Uh, but yeah, glad to see Hayden Christensen having some, some meat to chew on in this episode. Uh, some really cool shit to do. I mean, some really? fun, uh, fight scenes and some meaningful, um, interactions with Ahsoka as, as uh, her mentor. And so I, I thought that there was a, you know, I could see a resurgence in his career. You know, he was doing movies be- besides star Wars for a little bit. Uh, I think that movie shattered glass was one of the more noteworthy ones that he did. And he was really good in that. Uh, but he had a little bit of a career uh, kind of fell off in terms of the roles he's been getting lately. So he's going to have a resurgence right some now. Some more opportunities. Yeah. yeah. I would love you to see just- that. And, yeah, I, I just love this episode, too. Uh, it wasn't my favorite. I think I liked last episode a little bit more, but this was really good. Uh, and we got two really good ones in a row here. Excitement. Uh, I think we're in a good place in the story, like you mentioned. Like I think this is about um, the, the home stretch. We're in the, in the mm-hmm. third act, and this yep. is a nice leap of faith uh, cliffhanger to leave off in this episode with three more. Is it three more episodes left? Is that three what you're more to come. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. It felt like we've had an arc of like the first two or maybe like the, the first two and a half and then the next two and a half were kind of like arcs, you know, of yeah. what, what our characters were doing. And now we're in the final act. We're in the home stretch. Can Ahsoka find Sabine, find Ezra and locate Thrawn? Mm-hmm. Man, I'm pumped. Where we are, we learned lessons. We got to spend some time with Anakin and Ahsoka. And all of this came from like an interview years ago where they asked George Lucas if Anakin ever had a power. Right. And he said, right. yeah. And then they created the character Ahsoka out of it. And they've got movies, shows, animated stuff. And <clears throat> Filoni did a fantastic job bringing those characters into the live action world. Young Ahsoka, teen Ahsoka, you felt it. Whatever mm-hmm. technology they were using with Anakin this time, it was very good. Yeah. It was it really think. real quality. That that's what I felt. You know, writing and and performances can be a little subjective sometimes. What someone might think mm-hmm. is funny or good, you and I might think is a little eye rolling or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the quality of this series from the beginning. I never felt like they've half half asked a graphic no. or a CGI something or anything along those lines. And that's dude, that's half the battle with with yeah. some of these things, right? Because when we were watching Star Wars and Marvel, the moment we feel like something wasn't fully like a hundred percent or we start thinking like, mm-hmm. oh no, or was this an issue where like the graphics team wasn't around or they had to farm out this to CGI yeah. or something about the strike, then you're out of it. I haven't felt that way watching this. It's felt like movie quality. Absolutely. Uh, And if I would take it to the other end of the spectrum to be critical of it, I would say the only room for improvement that I'm seeing or the main uh, room that I'm seeing is as much as I'm liking this and I do feel like there's very little to complain about, I would like – some more. I feel like they could take it a little bit further and they could make sure. something that's really great. I feel like right now that this epi- these episodes are really good and maybe in the uh, environment uh, in the context of these you know disappointing Star Wars and uh, Marvel shows as of late this is just such a breath of fresh air that we're being even a little bit um, greedy maybe right yeah, yeah well, I don't know I would say maybe we're being overly pr- we're, we're praising it even more a little than it too deserves. much a li- right a little yeah bit. 
Yeah. Um, but but to be fair, also, I'm enjoying this. I think this is really good. And I think everything you said is is, is true. Uh, there have been very few moments where I want to roll my eyes. And mm-hmm. even in the Star Wars, you know, movies proper, the George Lucas ones, there's plenty of those moments no. where you still want to roll your eyes or lines that were terribly delivered. And, you know, the, the most rabid uh, and dedicated fans of Star Wars will still, you know, crap all over parts of George Lucas's uh, creations. And you know? so you know, we've, as fans, never been above the criticism, you know, uh, and Star Wars has never been able to, to beat it. That said, we, we always find things to love about it as fans. And this show is giving us a lot to love. So I'm grateful for it. I think the ending could be really uh, impactful. And I think that could really do a lot. I'd be interested to see if maybe the next episode is all Balin, all Sabine, and maybe we on that other side. So good, right? Yeah, other side of what we experienced this time doesn't have to be, but that'd be an There's interesting. Uh, I completely interesting agree. development. Yeah, uh, but be- I can't wait to see what happens with Balin, especially his story uh, with his apprentice Shin. Uh, will they survive this story? Will they have some sort of a redemption? Right, what is it he's mean, such you know? a, a smart. Yeah thought out logical character that you feel like if some, if he, I feel like if he feels like he's betrayed or if something happens that was not along the plan, he could very easily Mm -hmm. flip and be aligned with Ahsoka. Yeah. You know, and he has his ethics and his moral code too. So how will that play out? Will he do the right thing in the end? You know, in our eyes, uh, who, what master will he serve ultimately? Uh, I'm really intrigued by that. And to see, you know, what Ray Stevenson does with this role, he's been nothing but, excellent thus far so can't wait to see how they close it out live or die tim kelly and i we are gonna live <laughs> folks we are gonna yes. live and we will be we're like. here we will <laughs> we'll be here with you each and every week next week we'll be moving on to episode six part six of Asopa ahsoka there are three more to go so it's an eight episode series uh eight episode season we don't exactly know if we'll have another season of this one but so far, so good. In particular, the last couple of weeks have really raised the stakes. Yeah. TK, buddy, thank you so much. Another uh, episode in the books. We'll talk part six next week. I hope you have a fantastic uh, few days with your family. You said you're heading out to Disney, right, for uh, making a Disney trip yeah. this weekend? A little Disney trip this weekend. Looking forward awesome. to it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yesterday when I was driving, Milo, we were driving around, and we went past the uh, – I said something about taking a picture – and he said, mm-hmm. uh, I took a picture with Connor. And I was oh, running. And, yeah, and he said, I was running. He was chasing me. And we took a picture. And I was like, oh, that was, was – yeah, he just sort of mentioned it out of nowhere. And he said, that's my friend. And he started talking about his, his buddy. So I uh, I thought that was really cool. And I figured I, I definitely would let you know that. So he's got an, an yeah. incredible memory of like when we drive past places, his memory yeah. goes to like um, – for example – he was, you know, the the car seat that he had to ride on on the airplane when he went to Texas. He was sitting in that seat, and immediately he started talking about Toy Story because when he went to Texas, he went to this like this um thing with uh, Stephanie and her grand and his grandpa where it was like all Pixar. It's just fascinating. Uh, his mind works yeah. like he sees the car seat, and he already and he was like airplane, and he's already thinking there. He hears the word picture, and for him, picture reminds him of. The aquarium taking a picture with Connor. It's just fascinating beautiful. How, how the kids' oh. minds work, man. It's really, it's really cool. Love you, it. You think there, you would think there's not as much going on down there, you know, in their in their heads at that age. But man, young kids, they're they're so perceptive about yes. things, and like, it, it was beautiful seeing our sons uh, play together at the aquarium, uh, you know, a couple weeks back. So I, I hope we get to do that again soon. Absolutely. Uh, TK, you have a nice one, buddy. Make sure everyone out there give Tim a follow on Twitter and on Instagram at Tim is not funny. You can check out some of the work he does and great, great music projects that him and his wife have done. And you'll hear Tim here each and every week talking Marvel, Star Wars. TK, we got a few more. And then uh, yeah. next month we'll get and into Loki. Loki. Yeah. yeah. So uh, right around the corner. I think it's the sixth. So yeah. I mean, so we might be twice. like finish right up with uh with Ahsoka yeah. and then get right into Loki. So if all of you want to start doing some of your homework and uh, and rewatching <laughs> Loki season one and maybe even getting into um, where we got the uh, the uh, the post credit scene um, yeah. most recently. So, folks, we'll be back next week talking part six of Ahsoka. Excellent.